0: Hey everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. Oh, those riddles. On this episode, we review NBC's reboot of the 80s sitcom Night Court. They're running out of shows to reboot, but they still got a few left, and this is one of them. Night Court. We're talking about the reboot today. Mom, let's bring you in right now. Hi, Mom. Hi, John. Thanks for remembering the taping. I understand that your calendar is really busy right now. <laughs> Mom's appointment calendar is full up.
1: It is. What's and going gonna, on, Mom? I'm going to tell you. I am no computer whiz, but I did do a Zoom meeting last night, and now I've uh, you know, connected to you, so... I can stumble my way through the computer, but my calendar, which I do not use, is making random appointments in Chinese, I think it's Chinese, on my computer calendar, and I don't understand what's happening.
0: This is a form of spam. Um, Someone has gotten your iCloud email address from, you know, who knows where. There's some breach of some website that you had an account on. Um, and, uh, after the show, we will go in your settings and we'll clear out these, uh, Chinese calendars and, um, we'll make it so that it's, that's not so easy to happen again, but it's just spam. It's oh. another, um, outlet for spam. Um, and, uh, this is a public service announcement. If you have suddenly Chinese appointments on your calendar, um, just go to the Apple website or whatever. Um, I think it generally happens with Apple. Um, stuff because of how iCloud works uh, go to the Apple website and they can tell you what to do about that if you search or just google it Chinese calendars on my iPhone oh, okay. and it'll probably come up
1: Because I uh, I thought well either you're missing a lot of appointments and accruing a lot of $50 fines
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh, with an international flair too wow
1: I would was bound to be late to all of them uh, but you know I I don't understand really why everybody has to be giving you noogies all the time on the on the computer. Just leave me alone. I I uh, you know I can think of a lot of words that start with O and end in O. I don't need your spam about god saving the world or now i'm going to go to heaven because i came up with the word oreo or and but you know a lot of my friends
0: i don't know this one oh, is this like a chain letter thing it's
1: not it's just random crap that pops up on facebook and i'm <laughs> you know i'm so tired of telling my sister don't answer these don't answer these don't answer these because i see people that answer it and then something flashes up like, um, you know, visit our website for 25% off. Yeah, yeah, blah, of blah, course. Blah, and it's just, uh, it's just more nonsense on your computer with potential for things to go awry, which they do for my sister. Unfortunately, I have you and Daddy to help me with that stuff, but avoid it avoid it like crazy avoid the 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 free Dyson vacuum that you won at Costco <laughs> and you know all that stuff
0: yeah that's right that's right um, Wow a uh, public service flair to the podcast to begin here but yeah don't click on that stuff don't click on that free stuff no, huh? just don't click on anything that comes in your email that you don't absolutely recognize
1: well, you know since I got my new computer, the junk folder takes care of all that stuff.
0: Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, Good. so
1: that's fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fun to delete, and that's my idea of housekeeping.
0: How's your real-life mail well, treating
1: you? Yeah. Uh, do we
0: have a post office update?
1: I have a little <laughs> scandal for you here.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It's, it's a real your... scandal. One day... I Over Christmas, well, over New Year's, uh, I went on a little rampage of shopping uh, for kits and fun stuff for me. Fun stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, they came in and... This
0: is above your usual baseline level of shopping. Okay. Right. Understood. Online shopping. Online is what shopping. You mean right? Yes. So You're ordering stuff. Which okay. is probably
1: where my Chinese appointments came from. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> I think so.
1: I went to the post office, and there was no mail. No mail. No junk mail. No mail, which is very unusual, for us. Yeah.
0: For the post office. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, to. I mean,
0: if you go to the drugstore and there's no mail. Fine, but the post office is shocking since that's all they're there for. So, yeah, weird.
1: So I said to Jason, there's no mail and uh, maybe we should call him Deep Throat or something. Uh, I don't want to blow his cover. Okay, okay.
0: Let's come up with a name for him. Um, (laughs) Even though we've talked about him constantly in the past, his name is now um, Goofus. Doofus? goofus Goofus. i said like the old highlights magazine goofus and gallant
1: okay so goofus says to me i have a feeling they're doing a count and i said (laughs) what is that boy and he said he has a friend that drives one of the big tractor trailers for the post office and that when they do a count these big trucks are taken off the highways and just parked off the road somewhere. They stay off the, off the main highways and roads because then the post office can say to the carriers, see, your delivery load is doable. You don't need more time to do your route. You're handling your mail just fine. And then
0: wow. Yeah,
1: and then they release the trucks again.
0: And the carriers are soon overwhelmed and working yeah.
1: and hours back to of complaint. overtime. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Incentive structures at work. It's like the reverse of the old uh, sweeps week, you know, or sweeps month. You'd see these ads right on TV, and then it would actually happen. But you're like, a special guest star, you know, they'd roll out everything, all the um, new episodes for the sweeps uh, month. And then because they were counting the ratings then um, for the advertisers. And then they'd go back to the same crappy reruns once that was over. Yeah. It's like the. Backwards of that. They're counting the mail, so let's hide the mail. Um, yeah. That's how incentives work.
1: I, I, I don't even understand anything in the world anymore, so I'm just going to—I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, how to make your people feel crappy about themselves and the job they're doing, I don't know. It's
0: Oh, it's terrible, yeah. Scandal is the word for it. But so um, was that did the mail resume then? Was it an avalanche of mail days later or what? Well,
1: it was. Uh, How long
0: did it take?
1: I think to it took about three days for things to seem like they were normal again.
0: Wow. I've never heard of this. I'll have to look into it. Louie, I'm going to be giving you a call, Louis. But I've well, sung your praises on this podcast again and again, Louis. How dare you betray me this way?
1: And when I said to Goofus. Uh, that's your louis at work he said oh no the the postmasters before him were doing this and the one before him and i just want to say i'm sure that, that's true well, right no but just then change it then be the be the person of change yeah yeah uh but it's like a badge to just carry on and and screw everybody that you can
0: well, I do think that sums it up. I do think Louie genuinely gets blamed for things that are just systematically wrong with the post office for a long time, but I also think he's not the guy to fix it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> the
1: post office. I don't know. I don't know. What
0: podcast has more post office <laughs> Policy commentary, and let me add ignorant post office policy commentary than this one.
1: Wait, wait, wait.
0: Actually, I'm sure there's postal service podcast totally dedicated to the mail out there. But right? what do you mean
1: ignorant? <laughs> this is. Well, this is all. It's all
0: rumor and. <laughs> this
1: is fact coming right from the local post office. This yeah. is not. Okay. This is fact. It's as factual as all that crap you all reading on Twitter and and stuff. So
0: fact, huh? Okay.
1: Right from the what horse's mouth.
0: Yeah, you're like the Kitty Carlisle column here. Is that who wrote the column? <laughs> no. What was her name? Dear Abby. The one on what's my lo- oh, No, oh, no, oh, I mean Kitty the...
1: Cal- uh no, uh Oh, and she died under mysterious. She died. Yeah.
0: yeah Dorothy yeah.
1: Kilgallen. Oh,
0: good. Dorothy Kilgallen. That's who I was thinking of. You're the Dorothy Kilgallen of uh, New Hampshire. <laughs> Just the facts. Yeah. Well,
1: the uh, facts. The Society is I page. Know. Yes. The facts. <laughs> well, is the I Wilmot
0: know. Society page. <laughs> the facts as I understand it. What I've heard. Mom, um, well, I got to pass along some things that I've heard oh. here. Uh I heard from a loyal listener, uh, Steve H. Uh, After our Andor episode, he said, I was pissed your mom didn't like Andor and immediately turned the podcast off. I was glad I listened to the rest later and you convinced her to give it a second shot. But what did you think, Mom, if, if you did indeed go back to Andor?
1: Oh, <laughs> wow. I, w-
0: I didn't show mom that oh, text before the show, and I can tell she's this. shocked by it.
1: I am that somebody would be. <laughs> so- I was
0: pissed your mom didn't like Andor and immediately turned Pop oh, Mom off. That i was my glad heart. I listened to the rest later and you convinced her to give it just a moment of peek. We've all had it. He, he did go back and listen to the rest later, wow. so no harm done. Uh, um, but we want to know it is, still, uh, it
1: is still on the list it is still on the list there were a few things okay. that we had to uh fit in um for various reasons and uh, but well it's you've still, been sick too well and and you've... then daddy was sick and then we both were sick and um, yeah yeah so it's um, been a little it's been a little dicey as far as watching tv together i'll say
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And then the podcast was delayed a little bit because you and I couldn't find anything. Thank God for Night Court. Really? Um,
1: (laughs) Really? uh, You're you're going there?
0: (laughs) Well, Mom and I were going to talk about this documentary that it ended up neither of us really thought was very Uh. good. And it was a few years old and it was a little obscure. Interesting subject, uh, but... Um, if we felt bad pulling something out of obscurity just to talk about how lousy it was,
1: and it was, um,
0: fortunately, Night Court is not obscure, so uh, that's coming up later. But uh, so, Mom still has to give Andor a try. Will uh, it's something else uh, we need to clean up on my list? I have sauce cleanup now. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Mom recommended. I think she said the name a couple hundred times, uh, right? The Brothers of Brooklyn <laughs> yes, um, pasta exist. sauce, and <laughs> just the legions of Pop Mom listeners across the country who stormed to their uh, local food markets demanding. The uh, Brothers of Brooklyn, uh, tomato sauce, and and nobody, there's no such thing. So what is it, Mom? It's
1: Michael's of Brooklyn, and you can order it online. You can order it online. They will ship it to you if your grocery store doesn't have it.
0: As long as you know the name of it. If
1: you have the correct (laughs) name, yes. Uh, And Michael's of Brooklyn, Uh, now maybe they would like to be our sponsor because this is the best sauce you'll ever Ever, ever, ever taste. It's, it's yummy. It's, it's not even worth making your own. That's how good it is.
0: (laughs) Okay, hold on. I just got to read this here, Mom. This episode of Pop Mom (laughs) is brought to you by ragu. (laughs) Who needs homemade when you have the authentic (laughs) Italian experience of eating ragu pasta sauce? Find it at your local supermarket.
1: Don't find it. In
0: the sauce aisle.
1: It's horrible. i would ragu
0: or prego would you have any preference no uh, i over... wouldn't
1: need any of them uh, i wouldn't need any of them
0: only brothers of brooklyn for you that's right, right.
1: that's right and when i thought the co-op wasn't going to carry it anymore i bought 15 jars of it <laughs> i'm not averse to buying in bulk but that i wasn't really going to let out of my hands
0: okay it's uh so it's michael's brooklyn was right yes all right, Michael's of Brooklyn. It's delicious. Try it. Although Mom may have cornered the market in it, so you can't get it
1: anymore. Uh,
0: so tell me more about your shopping spree, Mom.
1: Well, here's this is a question I have for you. Mm. Um, I know that uh, due to social media, I am very um, aware that there's certain businesses that have practices that we don't approve of and of course the way to let them know that we don't like their policy is to not shop there and Mm -hmm. so i i have never had a chick-fil-a um ever and i stopped shopping at hobby lobby and okay but now i have forgotten why I'm not shopping at those places. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know if the fight is still going on or could I shop there again? I'm not... uh, I don't have any updates, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: And and does it matter? Am I making a difference by not shopping there? I
0: I don't... I... Think that we glorify um, our consumer choices as this lever that moves the world. Um, it makes a difference, and I certainly, you know, I certainly take into account a company's history when I have a choice to make. But um, I also don't pretend that I am really changing the world by having a Chick Fil A sandwich or or not. I think, and I think that this. Um, imposition of complex moral and ethical questions on our shopping habits is just I don't know it's its out of whack like I don't think the average person should have to deal with this level of complexity be kind to your neighbors um, give to the causes that you support and that you've looked into and that use the money wisely and um, I think local kindness and um thoughtful, um, action, you know, volunteering and or donation are much more effective. So I wouldn't, my opinion is I wouldn't worry about it too much. How much is a chicken sandwich? Four bucks. And I'm not saying go out and like, it's fine if you don't want to eat a Chick-fil-A too. Right. But, um, well, Jenna
1: says they bleach their chicken anyway, so you shouldn't eat it for that reason. But I don't know if that's,
0: well, I know Jenna listens to the podcast, so forgive me, but, I think Jenna could probably give you a reason not to patronize any business <laughs> in my daughter. the United States. That's my girl. Um, and maybe not wrongly so, right? Like, I'm again, I'm not calling people wrong who make these choices. But I also am not falling over myself with admiration for them. Like, it's not a big okay. deal to me.
1: So, like, I would like to go to Hobby Lobby this afternoon uh, because— <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you want me to give you permission to give to, to go to Hobby Lobby? Is that what you want? Well, I don't know that I can make that choice.
1: For it you. was a real, I, uh, I, I, you know, and I know that their their dilemma was paying for birth control, but it seems like they do pay for some type of birth control. Their objection was to the morning after pill, and that's as far as I I went with that. Uh, oh,
0: you did a little research. Wow, a li- good for you. A
1: very little research, um, and uh, you know, uh, I think I've made clear my my stance on that. And, uh but I still would like to go shop there because I haven't been there in <laughs> four years, I think.
0: Yeah, and there's no place like Hobby. Michael's doesn't measure up. Well, Sofro Fabrics. So-
1: Oh my God! Do you know? Wow! Uh, I'm going to have to leave the the podcast and shed a few tears. Oh my God! Oh my God! Take it back! Wow! Wow! That wow! We.
0: Just an old fabric store that mom used to go to all the time, and I'd have to wait in the car usually, or maybe even worse, go in to the fabric store while she made her decisions. But, um, yeah, we spent a lot of time at that SoFro. Was it a chain, or was it just the one?
1: I don't know. I Because I
0: think we're talking about something that nobody else has ever
1: <laughs> I think it was a chain, right? <laughs> and I think it then got swallowed up by Joanne Fabric. So, uh,
0: okay,
1: okay. But, you know, let me just say— um, you know, it isn't all a one-way street, because I can remember standing in the cold watching a cross-country ski race where I got to see you for, oh, a good 30 <laughs> seconds, maybe. Oh,
0: wow. And then That I, was a good look. Yeah, yeah, and
1: then had to stand there for what? Uh, Wait for
0: us to come back? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we'd go out in the woods for half an hour and then come back out on the other side, yeah.
1: Where all the enthusiastic parents were waiting to clap and then get their frozen feet in the car. Uh, so I just, I just would like to remind you not to forget those times that.
0: I remember the fabric times fondly now, because yeah. all the board, <laughs> all the boredom has worn off. You know, so that wasn't uh, you making me miserable. Memory, although you did, you know, it was boring at the time. But now I remember the smell of that store fondly, and I can remember the the texture of the station wagon seats, and it's all very evocative now. So uh, time helps all those that, things. That's I wasn't funny. complaining.
1: That's funny, 'cause I right. and also remember standing in the video store uh you know for for five dollars why why was there all this angst? just just pick up five games and let's get the hell out of here. I don't understand why we wasted so much time in there choosing games <laughs> you sure. know if we, like five dollars <laughs> was gonna kill us, you know it's like just <laughs> pick what you want. And, At least they had candy there. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's right. The other thing I would just add, Mom, to finish up this uh, ethics of shopping thing, um, like... Say you've got a Hobby Lobby within 10 miles and uh, Michael's within 50 miles. Like, Mm. should you burn all that extra gasoline going out to the, like, you could make a thousand moral calculations, which is why I say, like, be kind locally and, you know, vote and support what you want on a larger scale. Um, These everyday things don't have to be... Morally charged at all times, I don't think. And you're not a bad person if that's if that's the case.
1: Well, it's hard because I feel it's one of the few things that I do that uh, I do with some consciousness. You know, it's a <laughs> but now greed is overtaking that. So uh, you know, it's just I'm yeah. living the the sin of the seven deadly sins. I guess I don't know.
0: Well, Lent is coming up, Mom.
1: Uh, well, thank right? God I'm not a practicing Catholic anymore. <laughs> I can't tell you how many hours I gave up chocolate for in in the uh, in good intentions at midnight yeah. on the beginning of Lent that were gone by 9.30 in the morning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you can give up Hobby Lobby for Lent. Okay. And then after that...
1: I'll do that. (laughs) Go nuts. (laughs) Yes!
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay, should we talk about Night Court?
1: If we must.
0: NBC's new Night Court is the latest in the now-routine parade of beloved sitcoms whose shambling corpses have been reanimated for the delight of present-day audiences. The original Night Court ran on NBC from 1984 to 1992 and starred Harry Anderson as Judge Harry Stone, presiding over a courtroom filled with jaded lawyers and goofball defendants. The 2023 edition stars Melissa Rausch as Abby Stone, the late Harry's daughter. John Larroquette, who won four Emmys for his role as lecherous DA Dan Fielding, reprises that part for this series. He's the only original cast member to return in a regular role. Here's a clip.
1: Your Honor, the defendant was caught with the stolen items in her purse. Your Honor,
0: my client, Mrs. Jazzer.
1: It's Ms.
0: Jazzer. Noted. Uh, Ms. Jazzer. You can call me Helen. The defendant had no idea that the- My husband's in a coma. Oh. (laughs) Objection. Your Honor, the the defendant is groping her attorney.
1: Uh, Counsel, approach the bench. Oh, I got nothing. I just thought you could use a break. (laughs) Am I crazy, or has someone been getting a lot
0: of lady attention lately?
1: Connie from probate won't stop talking about the dashing new defense attorney with thick hair and a tush worth of push. <laughs> Connie's a big old freak. It's actually really annoying. I'm tired of women asking me if I've got any inside info on the silver fox I work with. Carol in the cafeteria. Carol at records. Carol, who's always wearing the cat blouse. Oh, oh with the go for cat blouse. I mean... I just thought that maybe she could be your chance at sharing your
0: hopes and dreams with someone. And she could also share where to get that cat louse. Night Court airs on NBC. Mom, is the defendant innocent or guilty?
1: The plaintiff's guilty. Everybody is guilty in this show. <laughs> everybody should go to jail for this show. I can't. You said you said everybody is talking about this. Who is everybody? Well, that's not
0: exactly what I said. Here's the headline in the New York Times Night Court is back and America is tuning in. The revival of the 1980s show is the most popular new sitcom in years. Even some of the people behind it are surprised by its early rating success. The show is averaging 6.6 million viewers, according to Nielsen, and the first episode has drawn more than 16 million viewers. When delayed and streaming, viewing is included. Now, to put those numbers in some context, um, we reviewed Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman uh, on our last uh, podcast, and I'm sure that even as an obscure nationally, not even network, but nationally syndicated uh, series in weird time slots, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman managed something like those numbers, if not more. So, like, the context for A Hit has changed, but yeah, we did this one because apparently, Night Court is, by the standards of 2023 TV, a bit of a phenomenon. Um, Mom, I didn't, I didn't snag the brass ring. <laughs> I was reaching for it, but I could not find um, the magic. Um, we watched episodes three and four, the two most recent episodes as of this podcast recording. Uh, it felt like such a hollow oh. show.
1: Oh, the only people that are enjoying this are people that have been living in caves. And the whole idea of TV is novel to them. I thought this is what I wrote down that Dan Larroquette.
0: John Larroquette. John Larroquette.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Dan Fielding. Um he seemed so bored that he he didn't want to do a, a life insurance commercial or a erectile dysfunction commercial. So he <laughs> resurrected this show. Uh, this show is just awful. What was with
0: John Larroquette? He's not even acting. He's just reading this. He's. It's like he's pretending he's reading his script, and just when it comes to his party, just reads the yeah. words off. He won Night Court won four Emmys during its original run, and all of them were for John Larroquette. He won four Emmys for Best uh, Actor in a Comedy Series, I believe. That like he was a huge star in the eighties, and you watch So I watched a little bit of old Night Court to prepare for this podcast. And he's dynamic. He's emotional. He's, you know, it seems a bit cheesy because it's the 80s and, you know, it's the studio audience, although it had more warmth and body than this sterile production. But, um, like, there's humanity behind it. You can see why he won the Emmy yep. as this character. And he is just, you're right, <laughs> the life insurance commercial is perfect because it's that level of performance that he's turning it's in. It's
1: embarrassing. Here. You know.
0: The dead wife story, you know, the de- instant backstory, right? Kill, you know, give him a wife and uh, she's dead. So now he's a softer, you know, more cautious side of uh, version of himself. He, he seemed, I said shambling corpses in the intro, and this, uh, he seemed like
1: one. Uh, <clears throat> nobody stands out. Nobody has any no. lines. Um, this just had this had nothing i i was trying to write down adjectives i got not funny tired stupid um you know and then i just started getting irritated i i don't know it just it's like who is watching this and says yes let's put this on tv is it well let this is a this is a write off on our tax returns what i don't understand what purpose this served
0: well, look, there's been a lot, a lot of crappy sitcoms made over the years, and right? This is Most one of them are terrible. This is certainly one of them. <clears throat> For me, the saddest part was, like I said um, earlier, the old one has some warmth if you watch the old clips. And even, like, you know, think of the theme song, which I think is probably the main thing that anybody remembers from Night Court, which is it, not in that first tier of remembered sitcoms, but. Um, certainly was popular and ran for a long time. But that, you know, that sax theme song, which is just cut down to the bone for this version, as is everything else. Um, The way they cut down the theme song actually is emblematic, I think, of the show. It's just like it resembles it superficially, but has none of the heart to it. And they try, you know, the the, uh, judge... Abby, you know, bonding with John Larroquette over his dead wife. They try. And the subplot about the bailiff and the uh, DA sharing an office and becoming friends, like... You can tell they're trying to create that human warmth, but it is like everybody's been in COVID and they don't really know how to interact with each other as humans and they don't know how to like perform that way either. They've just forgotten. It feels very covid It feels very empty and bare bones. Um, and uh, I don't understand why. I thought I would be able to say to you, Here's why people love it, Ma. Like, here's why I think it's popular, even if we don't like it. But I have no fucking idea. I don't know. And neither do the people who make it, really, according to the New York Times. So uh, what do you think?
1: Well, I have nothing but questions. I I, I do think there is stuff that's funny on TV. I, uh, not a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot. Um but how how do how do the writers how do the writers go home at night and say yes sir that was a fine day's work, I mean do they go home just get drunk I I think it's depressing and yeah and,
0: or high yeah, yeah or
1: high sorry yeah really talk <laughs> about being out of the loop but uh, I just don't have any I I don't have anything good to say about. Any of this, I don't. I don't think the people work. I don't find them uh, clicking with each other. I don't feel there's any chemistry. I think the writing is just awful, awful. I'm sorry, but really,
0: <laughs> sometimes I was I was writing down like no human being would speak this right. way, you know, like it almost reminds me of those you know those AI chat bots are everywhere, right? Yes. Uh, look at this thing you can type into this robot and it says this. Right, idiotic. I find all of it, um, but it felt like one of those AI bots <laughs> right. wrote parts of this, and it's like, well, that's not actually how human beings behave or interact with each
1: right. other, right? Because you know what I also I wrote down. Uh, I, I didn't get this right, but you know, about the monkeys in a room writing something. Oh yeah. And <laughs> uh, you know, here we go. It was this just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it was just random. Like where did that apropos of nothing and you know, if it's a if it's a hilarious non sequitur, great. Um but
1: hmm. Yeah. I was waiting for somebody to slip on a banana peel. That's I mean, it was it was just Not good. At least
0: that has a heart of comedy in it instead of just, like... Yeah, it was weird at times. Um, Ma, go on YouTube and look up Brent Spiner on Nightcore. You know who Brent Spiner is? He plays Data on Star Trek. Well, he had a recurring uh, cameo role, him and um, this uh, woman who would play his wife as this, like, Appalachian um, (laughs) hick, and they... You know, you talk about what's the what the writers' room is like. You could tell that the writing staff of this show, like, they just are were trying to top each other in the ludicrous things that could come out of this guy's mouth, but like in an ever escalating setup punch setup punch uh, rhythm that makes sense and it's tied together and they make it tight right like you there's just laugh after laugh in these little appearances before judge harry it seems as though darla and alfalfa here uh, (laughs) got an incubator with a faulty shut off valve it was a nightmare (laughs) this god-awful smell of meringue (laughs) blood-curdling peeping
1: the irony of it all is that we got into chickens because of our difficulties in running a worm farm.
0: Oh, there's a picture. You two haunched over a big vat of pink, juicy wigglers. (laughs) We were seduced by the glamour of it all. (laughs) Okay, what happened to the worms? Stampede. I love the uh, later appearances after he's been on a few times. Like the lawyers take turns saying, who's going to ask him, you know, who's going to ask him where the, um, what's in that box and who's going to ask him why he's late. Cause he's going to have some. So even now they're into this recurring game, I look at this night court and I think it's new. They haven't had time to develop it, uh, that type of thing yet. But I also think they do not have the talent on this show to pull off those scenes where the writing escalates itself, yet remains really tight and logical from one step to the next, even as it gets sillier and sillier. And um, that craft is not
1: there. Right. And, you know, as dad, when we start fresh with football, uh, you know, I always say, oh, uh, or basketball, you know, oh, uh, uh, dad always says to me, it's early, it's early, it's early in the season. They're, you know, they're coming together, they're gelling um but this is
0: the what the team's not playing well you mean yeah yeah sure
1: you know dad is so so this show uh, by the fourth episode uh you know how much time do you need um i'm out um you know i'm not
0: how much time do you need to show some potential right right like you don't have to be wired of wire genius but show me some spark they really struggled to do that
1: I don't think they they spark they had any spark. It was it was it was really bad. Now, given Night Court, you know, and um, John Larkett's, uh character, uh, you know, the, that wouldn't really fly today. We don't right. we don't want to see a, a latch on. You know, we've we've we're, we're more a educated total, now. Well,
0: uh, I don't know about that, but times have changed. I'll let's let's say that. All right, say let's that, say right? that. Um, And the 80s male chauvinist pig is not a trope in our current uh, culture. Um, So, I mean, I actually think it would be really funny. I think it would be funnier if he were the same guy. Um, but you're right, they could in today's context. Yeah, yeah. Um I think there's actually some grist there, but they could there's no way this uh, creative team could pull right. that off. Right. Um so they just decided to change him into this sad widower. Oh, what a,
1: it's sickening. It's it's so
0: sad widower. I mean, that sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah. They just crippled the character. Um And, yeah, like, we start to see him climbing back to his former self a little bit, but it's, I don't know.
1: It's the only sitcom you'll need a Kleenex to watch. It's sad.
0: Oh, (laughs) I didn't know what you meant by that. That's how sad it is. Yeah. I wish wish it stirred that much emotion in me, but... um, (laughs)
1: You know, anything that stirs my hate pot gets me all revved up. I'm I'm ready.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they're desecrating the greatest show, no. but it was a charming and funny and um as 80 sitcom writing goes, really sharp show in its day. I think if you watch some clips on YouTube, you will appreciate the performances of people like Harry Anderson and John Larroquette and let's not forget Marky Post. Yeah. Uh the late Marky, the late Post.
1: Marky Post. Yeah.
0: Um Who, speaking of 80s types, you know, as the strong shoulder pad wearing, um, take no guff. Market Post was great. Mom, what is your verdict for Night Court?
1: Don't even bother people. (laughs) Really. Really, don't. You you would do better. You would spend better time cleaning the lint out of your belly button. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it.
0: I would rather watch Ted Lasso than this show. You
1: do you know that you and I are the only two people in the <laughs> world that don't love that show?
0: That's not true. That's not true. After we, you know, even though people came out of the woodwork and hated us for that dead lasso show, there were also a lot of people who said, thank God. Um, yeah. But yeah, people still do love it. Still do love it, and I'm sorry for the people I made angry by bringing it up. <laughs> Mom, do you have a recommendation for us this well, week? Well,
1: I do. I have a, a book by Jody Picoult. It's called Mad Honey. Uh, I didn't really know what this book was.
0: Oh, I get it. Mad Honey. I didn't get it until you said it out loud. Well, Like Mad Money, right?
1: No, Mad Honey is actually uh, a type of honey that bees make. Uh, that can kill you because they get their pollen from poisonous plants. This book is, uh, I don't want to say too much about what it's actually about, but it does have a lot of information about beekeeping in there, which I find fascinating, and the qualities of honey and what it uh, can do. Um, Very interesting. But more importantly, this book is about being transgender. And it's uh, served in a, a very uh, interesting, wonderful story and what it might feel like to someone to be transgender. But it also defines a lot of the other uh, yeah. sexual categories. categories. There you go.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um, which Uh, was a big help to me because while you see it on television shows from time to time this gave you time it answered a lot of the questions that that you were that are too embarrassing to ask you know you wouldn't want to offend somebody but it did answer a lot of questions for people that just don't know all of it and and want to be cognizant and respectful and uh encompassing uh and this has a lot of information uh, told in. it's a novel it's not a true story um but i came away very much more educated and feeling very more positive about the whole situation in in my understanding of it
0: Good. Yeah, I mean, regardless of where you stand on it, you want to have an understanding so you can feel like you know what you're talking about, right? Right. Um, Good. Interesting uh, recommendation. I'm sorry. I didn't know that Mad... I've never heard that term before, Mad Honey. I thought it was just a little play on words. Um, But, wow, it sounds like you learn about all sorts of different things uh, uh, in this book. And what is the genre, though, of the... It's a fiction book. Is it like a mystery, Mom, or...? Uh, not okay, really. So it's just fiction. It, it's we'll, more we'll of
1: a it. courtroom uh, drama type thing oh, as opposed that? to mystery. Yeah.
0: Oh, a courtroom-themed episode. Oh, thing. yeah. Um, wow, fascinating recommendation, Mom. That is Mad Honey by Jodi Picoult. And that'll do it for this edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back soon to talk about more... Hmm. What should we talk about,
1: Mom? Mm.
0: What have you got for me this time? I night?
1: think... I don't know if the listeners want to hear this, but I think something interesting.
0: (laughs) Something interesting. The listeners actually have a bunch of opinions about what we should talk about next. They're probably not too happy with our most recent choices. But although did you see one of the uh, actors on the on Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman uh, noticed that we did a podcast about Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman and sent us a little thank you tweet. Did you notice that? No. Yeah, she played Heather on the show. And she said, thank you for remembering our little show.
1: Well, why didn't I see it?
0: I don't know, but I'll show it to you okay. after we're done recording. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. We love to get email. It's popmom at net. Talk to us about anything. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week or thereabouts. Bye for now, Mom.
1: Bye, Johnny. I love you.
0: Love you, too.